listener, this is Molly. Hope you're having a wonderful holiday season slash end of December. I wanted to give you a few updates for the next month ahead. We have a holiday-themed episode coming out next week around the December 25th holiday weekend. And then we'll be doing a New Year's Eve Eve live stream episode on twitch.tv slash swghosts on Friday, December 30th. You can come say happy late birthday to Bridget and pregame New Year's Eve day with us. After that, we'll be taking a couple weeks off, but we will see you again in the new year. Thanks a lot for your support on another year of Sex with Ghosts. Welcome to Sex with Ghosts. Today is part two of Madison Cawthorn. I'm Molly and I'm here with Bridget. Hello. And today I'm going to go through his mini scandals in Congress. Woo. I feel like he's the gift that keeps on giving. Sure. Before he got Congress, terrible person. Gets to Congress. Still terrible. Still a lot to talk about. Yeah. Isn't that what this holiday season is about? A gift that keeps on giving. Last week, we learned about the young man who became paralyzed in an accident post-spring break trip to Florida with his friend Brad Ledford. And then about how he became a motivational speaker before being elected to the House of Representatives for North Carolina's 11th District. I gotta go into motivational speaking, I think. Yeah, that's the that's where the money is. And it seems like anyone can qualify. Truly. I am unsure if you're going to consider this juicy. That's what we talked about last week. Is this stuff really worse? I mean, his actions are worse but it feels like it's a little bit just like on a different scale like previously he was just like a bad person but now he's like a bad politician Eh, i don't know you mean like the scandals in congress yes are just on a different scale i guess okay i'm not as familiar yes we'll revisit that feel like we could revisit for sure okay for sure that's a good idea As you'll recall, many people had thought Madison Cawthorn, he's going to be a new kind of politician. But almost immediately, he tweets, cry more libs. So we see his pretty immediate descent into... Wait, is that the tweet? Or he's tweeting at someone? Wait, what is it exactly? Sorry. His reaction to becoming the youngest member of Congress was to tweet, quote, cry more lib. Okay, that's that's what I thought you meant, but I wanted to make sure 
And so this is supposed to be in reference to what directly? Pretty much just saying, wow, this guy is very, he's the youngest man of member of Congress and he is a Republican. And then like, apropos of nothing, that's what he says. Oh. Because he's an insane person. Boy. Probably not sober. Yeah, I would uh, imagine that's a, probably a good guess. Or doesn't understand Twitter. But I'm going to go with the former. Yeah, like it wasn't a response to anyone or it was really just... It was just a broad statement. Yeah, a broad statement. Okay. Wow. Very bold. Very <laughs> bold. Indeed. As we talked about at the end of the last episode, he was saying all these very kind of positive hopeful things at the end of his campaign. But the Times reported, Cawthorn wrote a memo to Republican colleagues saying that he had built his congressional staff around comps rather than legislation. So he gets to Congress and he builds this congressional staff, but instead of having people who are policy buffs or people who are going to help him, you know, read those long bills and interpret them like a normal congressman. What he's hiring is spokespeople and talkers. So a lot of goons. Yes. He's just hiring goons. And the Times reports that this seems to be an announcement that he wants to be a megaphone and not a policymaker. So right away, he's told his Republican colleagues this, which can't be very helpful for his reputation. I don't know. The Republican Party is so, like, splintered and on a new level that the Lauren Robarts and yes. Marjorie, whatever, they, they got wet. They were like, yeah, this is how you do it. You're right. I guess it was really more just uh, like I'm making my side known. Like I'm on that side. Yeah. And you're not going to get any help from me on policy things. Although it's also interesting, too, because you had mentioned last week that Trump didn't endorse him. Right. It's true. So he's really like rocking a boat that's already very rocky. Yes, yes. And of course, almost immediately, uh, we all remember what happened on January 6th. Never forget. <laughs> yes. We'll have to start using that for that. From his Instagram a few days, a few days after the election, it's he says, quote, it's time to stand up and fight. So many people aren't calling out this blatant, unfair election. We're starting to see some of these major swing states, some of these Democratic swing states who found hundreds of thousands of Joe Biden votes, but a very small fraction of Donald Trump's votes are starting to now allow our poll watchers in to see if this is fair. So he's one of the first politicians that's really pushing the narrative that there's a fraud in this election. Good God. Yes, it's not great. And from November 5th, like, there's no proof of this. Wait, can I ask? Because mm -hmm. I, I think he said it last week. But when exactly was he elected? 
He was uh, elected on November 3rd of 2020. Oh, my God. He spent, like, no time in Congress mm-hmm. before they were like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this must escalate really quick. It escalates extremely quick. Okay. All right. Great. I just, I'm like trying to follow this timeline and it is already fascinating, especially how quick he went from both sides. Yes. And also another thing is because we were living through the pandemic, all of our time, ideas of time went away during that period. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was like way too much. Yes. He's like in Congress during this extremely terrible time for the entire country. Which is even more wild in a way. Do you think the pandemic helped most politicians' careers or hindered? Because I feel like it helped. Because if you were conservative, you reinforced a lot of what conservatives were saying and they felt you unified in that and if you were on the liberal spectrum progressive spectrum you know your colors really showed so it seems like the people who would have really got booted are the people who like were i don't know really out of their minds or not even that because mitch mcconnell's still there i don't know how how would you interpret the policies and politics i don't know it's it's hard to say it definitely feels like with hindsight it is more of like similar to that wave of republicans who came to the house the tea party republicans pretty quickly we cycle through them like they're no longer around so the marjorie taylor greens madison cawthorns although a few of them are still around it doesn't feel like they're in it for the long haul. Okay. It kind of feels like a passing trend, but I don't know if that answered your question, but that's what I was thinking about. No, I think that that makes sense. So almost, uh, well, obviously I'm almost immediately people are pretty upset by this whole <laughs> January 6th thing as they should be. And a group called the Republican Accountability Project forms. Oh, yeah, I trust, I trust <laughs> this group of people for sure. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's like it is Republicans. I mean, they're, they're old school Republicans. And what they're trying to do. Liz Cheney? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to call out the Republicans who were election deniers. And here's what they have to say about Madison Cawthorn. This is just a list of what he did that in their minds paints him as an anti-American politician. He objected to the certification of electoral college votes. He made false statements against the democratic system. He voted against impeachment or conviction of Donald Trump for inciting an insurrection. And he voted against creating an independent commission to investigate January 6th. So they're trying to be very objective about this. They're not just being like, Madison Cawthorn sucks and I we hate him. Yeah, but it's interesting like that they hold him accountable in that way. But it's like, 
what about Mitch McConnell? And yeah, it's mostly the people who are inciting the, or not inciting, but like they're the people that we were just talking about. Because what they do is they put up billboards saying, you lied about the election, the Capitol was attacked, Cawthorn resign. And they put this up in North Carolina, as well as districts of Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. So these are like the, the main people who are kind of election deniers. Wow. Okay. He actually gave a speech on January 6th. He says to Trump supporters, the Democrats, with all the fraud they've done in this election, the Republicans hiding and not fighting, they're trying to silence your voice. My friends, I encourage you to make your voice heard because do we love Donald Trump? However, an hour later, they breach the Capitol and he's inside. So then he tweets, I'm fighting a battle for our constitution on the House floor with other patriots. The battle is on the House floor, not in the streets of D.C. But his spokespeople told reporters, either him or his spokespeople said that Cawthorn felt that being in the insurrection inside the Capitol when they breached it was the closest he ever felt to being in 9-11 and said said thank goodness i was armed i could have protected myself which then uh raised questions because guns are completely banned in the legislative chambers and adjacent spaces yeah there's a lot of questions here he's outside an hour earlier inciting the riot and then once his own personal safety becomes a little bit uh how could it compare it to 9-11? <laughs> well, I think because he's a young person, he hasn't been through a lot, and he was scared because they sequestered the Congress people in safely, in safety, but they were still people, you know, banging on doors and yelling shit. And- well, I do think some of the way the media handled it, like, reaffirms what he has stated like i remember right after that happening and i remember being like pissed off because every streamer had like a special about what happened on january 6th and they had their own footage and their own story and narrative about those events and i remember thinking like what the fuck like yeah i i guess it's terrible an insurrection happened i mean but nothing really happened not to belittle anyone who died or was injured that day, but it's not the same at all as 9-11. No, no, he he just didn't understand. But to be fair, it was the worst attack on the Capitol that we've ever seen. But it was like it was like a baby attack, you know, like the literal president of the United States was like inciting it and encouraging it. So it wasn't even like an angry mob with pitchforks came and showed up to the Capitol. They were invited. They were, but there was also the gallows for Mike Pence. So I don't know. But Mike Pence was fine and safe. Yeah, but 
what if that one security guard hadn't like directed people in the wrong direction or whatever you know there were there was i mean there were some risks that day but i definitely would not compare it to the french revolution or the or 9 11. no 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 i wouldn't either but i do believe that those people thought it might be like that oh yeah i mean that's their well and i don't even think they really wanted it to be because if they did they would have done way more damage i think they were more like i think the whole thing was confusing because you had the literal president who's in the minds of americans highest of authority saying come and fuck shit up and then they went there to fuck shit up but most of their fucking shit up was like you know taking selfies and stealing bits of property like they acted like high school children not like the starving people of russia ready to like murder their czar yes i think what they expected was for donald trump to actually like they were deluded into thinking that the politicians would be with them and then they would have joined and then the angry mob they don't have to do anything. They're not in charge. They're not the leaders. Yeah, they're sheep. Yeah, they're whether or not they're aware of it. And then we can see that like the politicians themselves were hiding and they weren't gonna join. So Well, they could implicate themselves. Well, sure, but well, many of them did anyway. But Madison Cawthorn instead, three weeks later in a CNN interview, says acknowledged. Even if there had been voter deceit, it wasn't enough to change the election saying, I think I would say the election was not fraudulent. So he's not a very, uh, he doesn't have like a backbone, which is like good in some ways. Like he's not, he's not going to hold on to the lie very long. If he gets called out, he's very weak. Yeah, I think he's kind of a bit of a goon himself, which is why he hired goons. And I'm sure someone either the republican party or of some status came to him and basically offered him a deal or made a threat yeah and it was like well okay actually well actually uh... so here are just a few of the things before i get into some of the crazy stuff there's also just like general bad stuff which i just want to mention because like if you're gonna be a member of congress you really should be paying attention to this stuff if you want to stay in office more than one term. So for all of you who are running <laughs> <Yes>. next year, <laughs> here's your time to take some notes from Molly. Please do. His constituents found him extremely hard to reach. His district offices, which if you're a congressman, you have to have offices in all of the major cities in your area so that the people can go in and talk to your representatives and get help immediately. But they were most often closed and voters in North Carolina had to travel long distances to receive help. And in this area of the country, they're traveling over mountainous terrain for hours to get to an office. This is, this is incredibly bad. Yeah, like that's the whole point but who's going to their representative? Virtually no one. Like, our voting numbers are low. Yeah. People who actually reach out to representatives, I'm willing to bet, is even lower than that number. And so for you to have enough offices closed, that enough people notice that they can't reach you, that's, I feel like that's pretty bad. Yeah. 
And in August 2021, there was a flood that killed several people and injured many others and left thousands of people in Western North Carolina without power. And it took Cawthorn 24 hours after the Pigeon River reached initial flood levels to make any sort of public comment on the matter. And those are the- Okay, but is this is this before or after Ted Cruz fled to Mexico? That's a good point. But that's what a lot of, like a lot of people really, that's what they care about. Oh, yeah. that That's what makes them feel like they're connected to their elected. I mean, look at what's that old bag in Iowa that's always doing really bad legislations. And Joni Ernst. Uh, oh, she's bad. But in the Senate, he's older than Sin. And he's like, oh, Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley. That piece of shit work. And I feel like Iowans feel like they all know Chuck Grassley. Yeah, right. Because that's what you have to do. That's how you get elected in these kind of things. But he's also insane because he does crazy shit. For instance, in April of 2022, this is just this year, he attempted to bring a loaded gun through the Charlotte Douglas International Airport. And this is after he has attempted to bring a loaded gun through the Asheville Regional Airport. Now, what is going on here? He is insane. Like, is he sober? I don't know. But we're presuming he is. Like, no one was like, he was blacked out with a loaded gun. They're just like, this idiot came confidently to the airport with a gun in his pocket and thought everything was cool. Yes. He received a misdemeanor criminal charge of possession of a dangerous weapon on city, city property. And the funny thing is that, like, the first time he didn't receive the criminal charge because. They were like, oh, you're an elected official. It's probably just a mistake. We're cool. You're cool. You get a pass. But then the second time they're like, um, literally two months ago, you did this and it was wrong and it's still wrong. And this caused Congress to uh, take up a discussion on whether there should be more serious penalties for people who continuously <laughs> break rules for the TSA because it requires man hours and money to do this kind of stuff. You can't just. Yeah, do they get some sort of, what's that called? Some sort of immunity? As a congressman? Yeah. Is that just people in the uh, United Nations? Uh, yeah, I think so. There were lots of people who said stuff like, oh, it's fine because he's a congressman. Like, But I, that's not like the rules. I don't believe that's the rule. I mean, we have a hard time punishing our politicians. <laughs> but... This wasn't the only criminal charge he received after previously doing the same thing and not learning a lesson. This year, 2022, in March, he was charged with driving with a revoked license. And he had faced the same charge in 2017, but the charge was dismissed. Wait, a revoked license for what? Um, I don't know, but... 
it possibly could have to do with the fact that at the time of his second charge, he was also facing two citations for speeding. Oh. I think because he had these citations and presumably didn't take care of them, they revoked his license because you have to deal with your shit. Yeah. Uh, so he's just an idiot. Like, that's all. That's all. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. The sense of entitlement is, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal. Now, the same month, Cawthorn said in a video with Raleigh, North Carolina TV station WRAL, remember that the Ukrainian government is incredibly corrupt and it's incredibly evil and it's been pushing woke ideologies. So this is when Russia invaded Ukraine. Remember that Zelensky is a thug. And this is at the time when the entire country is united behind Ukraine. His comments ended up being featured on Russian TV along with clips of Tucker Carlson. So do you think Russia, is he a Russia boy? Well, yeah. So there are a few, it kind of got brushed under the rug, but during this time, most people, most of the general public and most of the politicians were on the side of Ukraine, but there were still a very few amount of people who saw Putin as someone we should idealize. If you recall that immediately, Trump's first impulse was to say, oh, Putin's very smart. He did this the right way. He walks it back very quickly, but Cawthorn was not quite so quick. Okay. Yes. He feel, he receives tons of backlash from within his own party and most of America because we were seeing Zelensky as a hero at that time. And he even got a lecture on the Senate floor by Joni Ernst, who was our senator from Iowa, who's an insane person. Oh, yeah. But even she realized, no, that's, that's not what you... <laughs> do to uh local folk hero i think he must be paid by russians is that too absurd to say i think i think so because i think you're giving too much credit to him i think he's saying it for free <laughs> it's just like it's hurting my head how dumb it is yeah like it's just all dumb it's just dumb that's it i don't understand it it hurt. It's like that movie, Idiocracy. Yeah. Yes. That's where oh. we are. Wow. Uh, both. We did it, folks. <laughs> Congratulations. We're here. Both Kevin McCarthy, who was the minority leader, and Steve Scalise, who was the minority whip, tell him behind closed doors, straighten your life out. I think, see, I think he might not be sober, but like, when are they going to ever drug test you unless you're like falling down or slurring and then think of how many alcoholics you know who roam around in the world who have very little tells but you've known them long enough to know oh they've been drinking that's an interesting thought i didn't find anything regarding that but you never know i'm just there's gotta be there's no way someone this dumb is dumbing around town but maybe but it hurts Yes. The editorial board of the Winston-Salem Journal slams his comments and calls him 
North Carolina's gift to crazy town. Yeah, I, I agree. A spokesperson for the congressman does try to walk back the comments eventually saying he supports Ukraine and the Ukrainian president's effort to defend their country against Russian aggression. But Democratic rep Ruben Gallego of Arizona said it was, quote, disturbing that Cawthorn sits on our classified briefings on the Russian-Ukraine war. Not sure how that's a good idea, Gallego wrote. On the plus side, the words used are very complex, and it's not just pictures, so he may not be able to decode the brief. <laughs> Wait, so there's, it's not a picture book? Not a picture book, so he probably doesn't know what's going on. I mean, after all the other dumb stuff, that's a very good point. Uh, this wouldn't be the last scandal. Oh, my gosh. I could say that, like, after every single sentence that I say today. <laughs> An investigative journal journalist from the Washington Examiner, if you recall, that's a conservative newspaper. They reported that Madison Cawthorn may have violated federal insider trading laws as he hyped a pump and dump cryptocurrency scheme. You pissed off the wrong people. If <laughs> This paper is reporting this. Yep. This was the Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency. So it seems to many people that he just did it for the meme. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. I like that. I feel like I feel like there is something that we don't know and we'll never know. Because there's just no way. I don't believe there's any way you could have gotten this far without the help of probably someone else. Maybe. But whoever was helping him, he pissed him off enough. They said, all right, you're done. A uh, week ago, this story concluded with the House Ethics Committee saying that Cawthorn, quote, acted in a manner that did not reflect credibility upon the House and was ordered to pay $14,237.49 to charity and $1,000 in late filing fees for his investment in the Let's Go Brandon cryptocurrency. Wow. Because I feel like so many of those guys do this kind of stuff all the time, but we don't know about it or it gets brushed. It's on like the seventh page of the newspaper so yeah. like this is pretty bad this is somebody wants him out somebody on the republican side who's like we're done and part of the story is the fact that it was literally up i don't know how much we've talked about it but the pump and dump crypto stuff was really bad it was famous people saying buy this cryptocurrency and then knowing ahead of time when to sell it, and then the stupid shit crashing, and then a whole bunch of normal people losing all the money they invested in this thing. Wow. That's why you can't trust this crypto stuff or the NFTs. No. You can't. You cannot. I want to, but you can't. So later that same month, this, this stuff just piles on top of each other. He appears on a conservative YouTube channel discussing the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington. And this is where it ties into the 
Bohemian Grove. What, what do we call it? Now I can't remember. Bohemian. It, yeah, bo- Bohemian Grove. Bo- okay, Bohemian Grove. Is he accusing these guys haunted children in the woods? Well, he says, quote, I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington, where the average age is probably 60 to 70, and I look at all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up to through my life. I've always paid attention to politics. And then all of a sudden you get invited. We're going to have a sexual get together at one of our homes. You should come. And then he says, what did you ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Did they mention children are going to be there? Because like <laughs> he's a consenting adult. This is that doesn't surprise me. Of course, there's a bunch of weird pervy swingers. But once you start making accusations that it goes beyond consenting adults, that's where mm, he doesn't mention children, but he all he does mention drugs. He says some of the people leading the movement to try to remove addiction in our country. And then you watch them do a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. And it's like, this is wild. Okay, that's not a big surprise. That feels like he must be saying this as like, this is his way of saying, I will blackmail you to somebody. You know what I mean? Sure, it's possible. But what it does instead is make all of the Republicans in Washington turn against him. Yeah, you're a narc. (laughs) Even Republicans hate narcs. He also, he never gives any proof for this. He never follows up on it. Instead, what he does is he attempts to deflect it, saying that Democrats have twisted his words and made it sound like there's orgies and drug use in the Republican Party, which is literally what he said but yeah it sounds like someone came to him and said if you keep talking about this we're gonna crucify you Uh, but the damage had already been done minority leader kevin mccarthy said i lost my trust in him and that there could be consequences as a result it was probably kevin mccarthy who invited him over Ooh, yikes oh i know what they do in orange county Yikes. So interestingly, I never found any uh, sexual misconduct at during his time in Congress, but perhaps he uh, got, got all of that out of his system. Who knows? He probably wasn't in a lot of situations where, like, the the women weren't paid. Yeah. That's my guess. And that's not a slight against anyone, but I'm just saying like, he probably didn't have to force it because he's showing up to these orgies. Where there's Good Lord. People already <laughs> yeah, I suppose, either paid or willing. Yeah. You might be that, that actually probably sounds more likely. In addition, taxpayers footed the bill for Cawthorn's visit to a luxury Riverside Mountain Resort in August of 2021. So at this point, Cawthorn categorized it as a legislative planning food and beverage expense and spent just shy of $5,000 from his allowance for the 
August 6th through 10th event. That's like four days, $5,000. And lawmakers are allowed to use their allowance to pay for up to two legislative planning sessions in their home states each year with their staff. But the funds cannot be used to finance any events that are primarily social in nature. About 286 representatives reported spending $0 in 2021. So this is not a normal thing. This is a luxury Riverside Mountain Resort, which is known for their kind of like a romantic getaways and high-end food choices, et cetera, et cetera. He was, he was only outspent by one representative Republican K Granger of Texas spending $6,000. But she spent hers on. Well, I did not go into that, <laughs> but I would imagine it's similar. And no one wants to hear that their tax dollars are being yeah. spent on this crap. Especially Republicans. Yes. Like if you go to the website, it's like, you know, $100 bottles of wine and stuff is what they were buying. It was not a productive legislative session, as we can all probably yeah. manage. Wow. It's, <laughs> I'm also thinking about it. He's like so young and such a dummy. I think he's getting really bad advice from somebody. I mean, maybe, but also I don't think he was hiring. Well, he wasn't hiring the right people. That's for sure. He's like emailing Alan Dershowitz questions. So just as a summary of his time in Congress, zero of the 37 bills he introduced in the 117th Congress passed the House. This is absurd and insane. Only six of 342 bills he co-sponsored became law. This is absurd and insane. So when it came to the primary, those were probably two of the many, 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 many reasons why he was not reelected for Congress. Another reason was because he had said that he was going to change districts because the North Carolina government had redrawn the districts and he said that he wanted to run for the more conservative district, but then went back on that and came back to his original district. Don't you have to have property in the district or something? Yes, I think that he probably could have bought somewhere or something. They were like, you can't use the Congress money to buy a house in that district. And he was like, fine, I'll stay in the same district. Yeah, that, that, that sounds possible. In the time when he's saying, oh, I'm going to run for this other district, a prominent North Carolina Republican who had been previously a state senator named Chuck Edwards had decided that he was going to run for Madison's district. And then when he comes back, he obviously is still in the race. So then he has to do the runoff. And obviously, he loses. Ahead of the primary, when asked if there were any local GOP or Republican strategists who liked Cawthorn and hoped to see him reelected, 
several people shared a sentiment similar to Wayne King, who was the former Deputy Chief of Staff to Mark Meadows, which last week I mentioned was the former representative that Madison Cawthorn took the place of. And he said, I can't think of anybody except for the people he's paying. So nobody in the Republican machine of North Carolina liked him. It was very unlikely that he was going to win. And just so we have a reference, 95% of members of the U.S. House get reelected for subsequent terms. Yeah, you don't really lose that job unless you're done with it. That's why we need to have caps on the terms, folks. After he loses his election, he purchases a three-bedroom home in Cape Coral, Florida for $1,120,000. So he has left North Carolina. He will not be returning. How does he have so much money? Well, I also thought about that. His family is rich. He did have money from that idiotic lawsuit. And I assume he, I mean, his pump and dump scheme, I'm sure he did other things like that. Okay. And being a Russian troll. Yeah. He, maybe he was being paid by Russia. Who knows? The, the last detail about Madison Cawthorn was his recent speech on the House floor on December 1st, just a couple weeks ago. He calls on the young men of the nation to reclaim their masculinity. Will you sit behind a screen while the story tales of your forefathers come become a myth? Many outlets report that his goodbye speech feels like a GOP parody and summarize it saying that Madison Cawthorn blames metrosexuality on the downfall of America. I kind of feel like he's just talking to like those incels that yeah, live yeah. stream their shootings. Like that's who his audience is. That's who he's talking to. Like the average guy, no, it's goofy. But the person who's already mentally deranged, who's like on 4chan, that's who he's like saying you have to do something to. So I feel like he's inciting violence. Yeah. The Daily Beast headline for it is Madison Cawthorn wastes last speech on House floor complaining about metrosexuals. I'm glad that... Did he use the word metrosexual? He did. I'm glad we're bringing that back. That was a great time in the early aughts, wasn't it, folks? Indeed. One other thing that really, another reason why the Republicans just didn't end up liking him, that no one will be sad to see him go, was that he missed a bunch of crucial votes. So, like, he did the normal stuff bad, too. Like, he was bad but then he was also just like bad terrible yeah so that's that's the end of our madison cawthorn story so he's like a goon he went from being (laughs) i see what you mean by like it's a different kind of bad right but i guess that's like 
Is that how a goon matures? An excellent question. And I bet like in the next 10 years, he's either going to like OD or like a really terrible story is going to come out about him and something terrible he did to another person. Yeah. I think moving to Florida is going to just exacerbate his already bad behavior. What do you have against Florida? Oh my God. I have so much against Florida. <laughs> says, says the woman who votes <laughs> yeah. in Florida. I mean, that's why pretty much because people <laughs> like that keep moving to the state and making it worse and worse. Yeah. Poor Florida. Didn't even have a chance. Yeah, I know. I mean, I do feel bad for the people who are there because like there's some really cool places, cool people, all that kind of stuff, but it is becoming a haven for right-wing fanatics. Yeah. Yeah, on a lot of different levels. Well, thank you for doing all that research. Yeah, I hope it was interesting enough. Yeah, it definitely it definitely changed tones, the first part and second part, but a lot of icks yeah. all around. Yep, it's true. All right. Well, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget underscore second. How about you? Just a little extra detail today. I joined a Mastodon instance on with Molly MM9. But as I mentioned last week, Hive is still not back up. So a lot of people are getting kind of tired of waiting around for Hive. What's a Mastodon incident? <laughs> so Mastodon is a social network that's divided into separate instances like groups it's it's like a loose so like a subreddit almost yeah kind of yeah okay interesting um i haven't really gotten the hang of it but if anyone wants to find me there i'm definitely there so reach out and also i've been thinking you know what what we really need to do is just bring back reddit like conversations or something like it seems like maybe reddit's my place we'll see <laughs> we'll keep us posted yes where can you find our podcast same platforms uh as my <laughs> Sorry, we haven't got any alternative now. for sex with ghosts yet but you can find it on instagram and twitter at sex with ghosts underscore you can show support by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast and you can show further support by going to patreon.com slash sex with ghosts. Anything else? No. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.